All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mike and Doug podcast. Today, we're here with our boy, Kobe Smith, the JRCC car barn legend. <laughs> what's up, Kobe? Man, what's up, boys? Man, the JRCC so. car barn uh, legend label is funny. Thanks for <laughs> joining us today. There. Yeah, bro. Um, uh, I think anyone anyone from the JRCC car barn, that's, that's a legendary status right there. I mean, you just, you can't, uh, you can't quite put it into words, but you know, that's just how it is. But. Yeah. I mean, anyone to make it out of that place, man, <laughs> yeah. money and, and alive, alive <laughs> as well is, is a legend right there. Mike made a live and I would always remember him driving with the truck up there. I'm like, this one day is not going to make it. <laughs> there was actually one day, Mike, where me and you and someone else was in the car and we barely made it. Yeah. Yeah, Phil and Jason were in the car. We were going, Kobe, like up. Um, we were, we took the Merrimack Tunnel because the Hampton Tunnel is obviously always like crazy busy. Uh-huh. Yeah, we took 664 yeah. and we almost got like sandwiched between like an SUV and a tractor trailer and we almost got flipped, like flipped off the bridge. It was, it was yeah. crazy, dude. It was terrifying. Dude, yeah, it was like, crazy, bro. I'm glad you got okay. Yeah, it was. It was like my heart was beating for like the next like two hours, literally. Like yeah. <laughs> we like saw our lives like flash before our eyes. It was just it was nuts, man. But yeah, I mean, because you always probably like kind of just get scared, like in your dreams, thinking like, what if like I was ever just go across the bridge and like something happens and you fall off and there's like swim, yeah, or something like that. And it's crazy <laughs> to think that like that would actually like flash right before your eyes it's yes yeah literally dude i've i've had dreams before where i've been like i've had nightmares where i'm driving and like the brakes stop working in the car while i'm driving and that yeah. actually that actually happened to me in in may when i was driving to work and the, the brakes like right as left my apartment the the brakes failed and i had no brakes and i had to like get off the side of the road with my emergency brake and stuff it was like it was terrifying yeah like, that's crazy man yeah it's like out of a nightmare it's crazy but yeah we appreciate you taking the time and uh I guess, you know, just for people listening, like tell us a little bit about yourself and like stuff you would, you'd want people to know about you, the early years of, of Kobe. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm a junior as I was sorry, not even junior. I'm <laughs> thinking a year back. Um, I'm a senior, man. It feels like a junior year because I'm staying one more year for my master's. So it doesn't kind of feel like, um, it's my last year here, but, um, finance major, been playing soccer since I was five, man. And, um, you know, I've kind of always had that drive to kind of make it to the college level and play at a high level. You know, it's like, why not my parents have put so much into me? You know, the least I can do is, you know, kind of give back to them with, you know, my work ethic. So, yeah, you know, plan on graduating after my master's with, um, um, get like a financial analyst gig or investment banking, you know, something big time for me, you know, corporate, I'm thinking, so. Yeah. Nice. nice. That's awesome. It's how you uh, how do you balance? Uh, you said you have like good work ethic. How do you balance like the soccer than your studies? Man, honestly, it's just been like time management is the biggest thing. It's like putting a calendar and writing the things that you have to do outside of soccer because, like, you know, like when you're an athlete, man, your schedule is basically written for you. Mm-hmm. You know, with practice, same time, lift, um, you know, recovery, um, the meals, like, you know, everything's like a built schedule. So it's like, 
that's already programmed in your system. It's like the small assignments, the quizzes do while you're on the road. Um, you know, like, oh, I got to meet this person here for this project or, you know, the small things in school that you don't necessarily are like not programmed in your system. You got to jot it down and kind of check it off, you know, eliminate mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I guess that was so. one thing I struggled with. And I guess Mike as well, because I mean, when we were on the road, I'll always be doing assignments. I remember I took like a two hour midterm right before we had to go to dinner at a golf tournament and that the weight on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. And I mean, that's just something it's hard. It is hard. And I don't know if your school does it, but like, I wish advisors would help on that being, I mean, they're there to help you and hopefully manage your time with everything. And I wish there were more hands-on with, I guess, individualized with your schedule and to help you. Cause I know some kids out there struggle with it and they just lose time and then end up not submitting anything yeah no like our advisors here at cnu they're very hands-on your freshman and sophomore year but they're hands-on meaning um it's like reach out to me if you need anything type of hands-on or like hey i can look into this for you and see and give you information but you know when you're a junior or senior year they don't they don't reach out to you anymore they don't you know they, they kind of just kind of throw you out in the water after they've kind of showed you you know, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the basics for it. So, yeah, I know, I know kids um, who, you know, are uh, having trouble with school and it's and they just feel like they can't reach out to anyone because um, it's college. You know, your mom and dad's not there to help you anymore and kind of stay on top of those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it depends what you're doing, but um, I don't know. I guess, you know, our, those advisors, Doug, like they have so many people and so many students like it's almost like impossible for them to really like help everyone it's just the way it is unfortunately what do they even do (laughs) well i I will say though um i had um i've had um an advisor named kim pruden who was awesome man and it wasn't even like uh like she would like always reach out to me it was more so like i would reach out to her because she was so um welcoming me like i could i literally would go into her office just to talk life with her um Mm -hmm. Me, like drop out of a class or kind of just make a schedule with me and so I think the key to really getting the best out of your advisor is just developing personal relationship with them you know yeah I agree I think even with your professors I mean I wish I can I guess go back on all my my college career and like be more personable with my professors to I guess know me and for me to know them as well I think there's a lot of kids that just yeah. go in there with their heads down, sit in the back, go in, not say a word, and then just leave. And I guess you don't build those relationships, which I feel like benefits you in the future, especially if you're going into a degree where like finance, I mean, knowing your teachers, they can help you outside of that as well. Yeah, no, um, that's huge, man. Like I literally just earned, um, I just got my internship literally because um, one of the coaches on our women's soccer staff um, works there. Um, and he was like, hey, uh, forward this to my coach, like forward this to any guys who are looking for a finance internship. And I literally just hopped on it, you know. And it's not even because, like, stellar, like, academic nerd, you know. Like, I literally just am a finance major just trying to get out of here and just, you know, blessed to have, you know, got an internship. So, I mean, yeah, that's how most things go now with connections. That's all it is. I mean, I know a lot of kids 
get stuff done because of connections and the only way to build those is through relationships and who you know and it does help being an athlete i think there's a big advantage as well because i mean i have a good relationship with the assistant ad at odu and he'll do anything i mean tell me stick my neck out so it's really good to have those Mm -hmm. relationships no it's huge man it's it's important yeah, I will say, Doug, like, I think, you know, I was like in high school and growing up, like, I feel like everyone agrees, like the best teachers that we all had were like teachers that like shared like a little bit about life and like talked about like stuff that wasn't just like purely like subjects, you know, like academic, like school stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like reading from a textbook. Yeah. And even at maybe it's just like the college level and it's like, you know, there's so many, you know, depending on what size of school you go to, there's going to be X number of kids or, you know, more or less number of kids in the classroom. And really there was like two times that I kind of went out of my way to like, I wish I would have done it more too, but there were like two professors I had that like, I went out of the way to like kind of talk to and like get to know them on a personal level. Um, And there was one that kind of like, he didn't really want to, like, he was just there to, which is sad, but I mean, it's just the way it is, but he was just there to like teach and leave he like he didn't he didn't really care or do anything else which I yeah. was kind of sad but um there was two guys that I kind of like got to know a little bit and one of them I barely got to know it was as simple as like just going to his office hours after my tests and it was like accounting right and I I did not like accounting like I did not do like you know, okay in accounting not oh, great, like, hard class, man. yeah I mean I don't know I got like I got like B's you know I'd get yeah, I'd get like 75, 80 on the test and then I just do the assignments. So I'd have like a, you know, 85, 88, whatever, B, B plus ish. And yeah. And the, the last test I remember I went and he was, he told me I was the only, only kid that came after to like, look at my test. Cause I was really confused. Cause he, he told everyone like three times, like, come look at your last test, like before the final. So I'm like, it was raining. I was like a sophomore. I'm like, well, I got nothing to do. Like, I'll go look at my test. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I got, I think I got like a 68 on the test and I went there and I'm like, okay, I can look at my test. He's like, oh yeah, sure. And I look at it. He's like, all right, well, can I have like the answer key so I can see like what I got wrong or like what I got? I don't even know. Like, I don't remember what I answered, what I circled. He just gave me a blank, like, yeah. And he's like, no, you can't see that. And I was like, well, what's the point of this? But it was literally, yeah, right. it was it's it was like literally just to see who would show up and like put in a little extra effort. And I noticed that test after my final grade came out, magically it turned from like a 68 to like an 88 somehow. And it had wow. to have been, yeah, it had to have been, yeah. So I went from like a B minus in the class to like an A minus. And it was crazy because I was like, holy crap, like it must have just been because and he didn't say anything to me, he didn't say nothing to me after. Like that test magically went up like 20 points. Yeah. And after he told me I was the only one that went there to look at it, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I don't hear many stories like that, man. And that's like, you know, most time when you finish the test, it's like, oh, whatever. I mean, whatever I get, it's whatever. I mean, the professor is not going to help me with say perform, but that story kind of like inspires me. I might start doing that now, honestly. Dude, like Um, if you just go show up, if you just go show up to the office hours after every test, I guarantee you'll probably be like, Unless you're maybe in like aerospace engineering, I don't know. But if you're in some, if you're in like accounting two hundred one or some gen ed, and you just show up to like, because you know like those gen eds, like teachers are not, kids are not showing up to their office hours. Like you know those professors are just there, probably just sitting there for like an hour because they have to. Yeah. Sometimes they're not even there. 
Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I try to show up with their like office hours posted and they're like, oh, I'm not there. I'm like, <laughs> great. But I mean, like, I did that. I did that at, at junior college. The professor, every like quiz we had, he was like, if you want a better grade, just come afterwards and come see me during your time and I would help you. And I would do that every time we did like a 10 point quiz. I would get like five because questions are stupid. I would go to his office and I'll be like, okay, help me out. Then <laughs> through every question, he'll explain what the right answer was. And then at the end, he'll be like, okay, you got 10 out of 10. Because he like he wanted instead of like getting wow. a good grade, he just wanted us to understand like the answer. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Because I mean, after college, Jeez. you're not gonna get tested on anything. Like you're gonna have help. So he just wanted you to understand yeah. it. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. But like when I think about it, Doug, like those, and obviously not every teacher or professor is like is gonna give a shit, like and really care. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it can't hurt to just go figure out the ones that do and the ones that don't. And um, that's nice to hear that that guy just literally cared if you learned the material, like that you just learned it. Yeah. So he was like, all right, you learned it. Bang. Yeah. Like it didn't matter that you just had to like know it on the test in that one 50 minute period that you took it at like 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Like yeah. it wasn't that, it's not that deep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. noticing that as I'm getting further up in my, um, uh, my studying and, and, and classes is that, like these professors like don't want to be the reason you don't graduate like a lot of them are like literally making their grade like 20 percent subjective so it's literally like in order to fail you have to like not show up like you literally you just have try. to try like, okay screw this i'm not like i'm not coming i'm not going to try and that's how you fail like if you show up to class every day and you at least pull out c's on your stuff they're, they're going to pass you you know what i mean it's just because they don't want to be that person that's going to fail you you know i Mike submitted so many homeworks late and he still got full marks for it. <laughs> you yeah, always told you know, me. Like it's just dude, better late than never. I'm telling you. Like better late than never. Maybe I'm just I'm lucky, but like Kobe said, like you said, Kobe, if you show up and I had that I had that happen to me my sophomore year too, or I had no business even passing this math class, but because I showed up to every single class, even though I had no idea what was going on, I still got the benefit of the doubt with like an extra five or 10 points. It, it works, bro. Because I mean, they know what, what, what goes on in life college. They, they right. were college students themselves and they probably went through the same thing. So they're kind of having mercy on us a little bit in that sense. Yeah. If you just show you give a shit, that's, that's worth at least like, you can get 50% on your own, like just guessing. And then you show you give a shit. There's 10 points right. and then 10 extra points, bam, 70. <laughs> And then, and then you pass the class and, you know, everything's rosy. Exactly. And now, like, I, we should be shooting for more than just passing. But, you know, in the situations where you might, you know, be a little more challenged or struggle in certain subjects, I think even those ones that are challenging, it's like you can still just if you try and learn it, you, you'll you be all right kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Damn. Well, I got a question, Kobe. So. What uh, did you – so you always knew you wanted to play, like, competitive soccer, college soccer, right? I don't – honestly, yeah. I don't really know much about um, soccer or, like, the tiers of it. Like, is, like, the D3 schedule yeah. – is the D3, like, schedule different than the D1 schedule, D1 level? Like, or how does that work? Or, like, professional, how does that Well, work? scheduling um, as far as, like, time commitment and – is that what you kind of get? Yeah, at? exactly. Yeah, like kind of like – Competition, travel, all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I play at a, at a really good Division three school. We're always ranked top 25 in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like a conference final every year since I've been here. Um, I've been thankful enough, grateful enough to win a ring um, one time here. And so we're at a top level program. So that reflects upon the training, the workouts that we're doing. So, and also at the division three level, you're probably not traveling. You're not traveling as much. Um, so like with D1 schools, you might have like three or four big trips within the season, right? Three, yeah. or four, maybe five. With with um, with us, we're probably going maybe like one big trip. So like one big flight a year. So maybe like um, um, Texas. Um, we just went to Chicago. And then we're going to Colorado and California in the fall. So we have like one or two big trips per fall. And then the rest are like in driving distance. So I'm thinking three, four hours on like a Wednesday night, you know? Um, yeah. So that's what it is in terms of scheduling. Um, and as far as like workload and balancing that, it's not too bad at um, our school. I mean, it's hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely manageable. And then also another factor that goes into it is you have time to find yourself at this level. Like, and, and that's no knock on any division one player because I respect the hell out of them for doing that. But it's like, you're so consumed with your sport at that level that it's so hard to find an identity outside of that. And playing at the division three level, I've been able to compete and have fun while also being like, okay, like I can go out and do this on the weekend. I can go spend time with my friends and family. I can kind of figure out what I really want to do in life. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. I always like think, and I remember a teacher said this once his like first day of classes, everyone introduces themselves and he was like, I want everyone to introduce himself, but if you play a sport, you can't say that's who you are. And everyone mm-hmm. didn't know what to say. Because usually it's like, oh, I'm Doug and I play, I'm on the men's golf team. That's usually yeah. how it is. But he was like, you can't do that. And everyone struggled because they didn't know. I'm not saying they didn't know who it's, they were, but like just didn't know what to say. No, nah, man, that's actually like one of my points that I've, you know, kind of have stressed throughout my years playing here is that I'm not defined by my sport, you mm-hmm. know, like I might have a, like I used to like my freshman year, man, I'd be like, I had a bad practice and then one bad practice becomes two. And then I'm like, dang, I'm sucking right now in all aspects of life. Like, you know what I mean? Like I had a bad yeah. practice, I'm not going to start again or, or I had a bad practice, I'm not going to play. So now it's like. I just suck. So now, like, my school performance goes down, my mental goes down, and it, it's just all, like, a trickle-down effect to the, the whole, you know, you're not defined by your sport. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think you're. it's easy to get, like, your identity wrapped up in it. And do you think it's definitely probably a lot easier, like, at the D1 level to get more wrapped up in that as opposed to – is that, like, something you like about your situation where you feel like you can, like, explore your individuality and do other stuff? Yeah, 100%. And it's only because of the time. Because, like, at the visual level, you're probably, like, traveling all the time. So, boom, that's your time on the weekends. Yep. Um, you all, you're, you're practicing your recovery, like, all these mandatory things that you're having. It's just, like, it's just soccer, 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 or golf, golf, golf. And yeah. with Division three, it's, like, it's, like, maybe, like, 60% of your day is your sport. And then the other 40% is you doing homework, you hanging out with friends, going out on the weekends. And so you're able to just kind of have that other side of life. Like I'm a normal student. I can actually enjoy college. Um, but I would say like the division one level is great for people who like want to be pro and want to really go that extra step. Okay. You know? yeah. But I think division, yeah. like playing at a top D3 level school like me, I've been able to play at a high level while also, um, you know, having fun. Yeah. Enjoying life. 
Yeah, because I feel like at the Division One level, you really out of like school and your social life and your sport, it's like you kind of can really only have like two of those be like the majority of your time. Whereas maybe like at a lower yeah. level commitment, you can kind of balance like school, you know, soccer and your social life like pretty evenly. But at like do D one like those three, mm-hmm. two of them and one of one of them is going to be way off compared to the other two. I feel like just because of the way yeah, one hundred percent. It's, it's like an 80-20 thing, whereas to here, it's like 60-40, 50 sure. honestly. I mean, it depends, you know, depends on your time commitments. I mean, some I've had some teammates who, who, um, who have been able to be in a frat, and, you know, they love that life, too. So, sure. Um, clubs, different clubs, different organizations on campus. Um, where I feel like at the divisional level, it's not always, you know, like that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be tough to do, like, a, to do Greek life and a sport, um, for sure. I've seen like a couple kids do it or maybe like, you know, where if they're big enough in their sport, the guys kind of just get into the frat and they don't really have to do like, maybe you don't have to participate in like uh, everything kind of thing. Like they still have to do probably the mandatory yeah. stuff, but it's like not as much of a commitment just because of like their status as an athlete. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess when I was younger, I wish I kind of like would have given that maybe some more thought. Um, just because like when I was like 17, you know, of course, like most 17 year old kids are just like, yeah. oh, I want to go D1, D1. I want to go D1. I want all the gear. I want all the, you know, like, yeah, you just want all that. Extra but see, stuff. That's the thing. Like, I think if I, um, had a D1 offer, I, I would have took it like right away because of like, you know what you're saying, um, sure. because you're 17, you're kind of fresh on the scene. You're like, man, I, I want to go big. I want to go pro. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, at CNU, um, we get all the, the, the gear. Like we, like we, we had a transfer um, from LaSalle, and he said that we we got better gear than they, than he did. And he came from Division One school. So when you play at some top level Division Three schools, you're getting the gear, the facilities. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the biggest difference would be just time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like the biggest. Yeah. You know, parity. I always uh, think about like facility wise. I mean, a soccer pitch is just a soccer pitch. Can be anything. Like, I mean, yeah, some might have indoors yeah. or whatever, but like, you get to a point to where like it all evens out. Like, especially like basketball, you just have a basketball court. Football, it's a football field. I mean, gets to a point, but swimming, like, just a swimming pool, dog. Exactly. Golf course, yeah, there's a golf course or whatever. Like, it is what it is. But I just feel like I hope, yeah. or I wish kids. It's hard to understand at that age, but like when you're 17, like D yeah. going D1 is not everything. It's not. It's yeah. not your, like your life. You don't go D1. I mean, people cry over it. I feel like yeah, <laughs> no. I feel like sometimes it, it impacts. It's just like trying to prove, not prove to themselves, but prove to other people that they can do it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think of. Think about it. And I agree. It is. I mean, sometimes they go D1 and then they hate it. Some people, I know people go D1 and then like, oh, this is way too competitive for me. I'm not trying to take this too serious. I'll go down a level. Right. Yeah. yeah we, we had... up... Go ahead, Kobe. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just saying, and they love it. And like, I yeah. know you love Division One golf, like golf, but mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, I know you personally. I think you would have loved it at seeing you probably um, just because I, like i see like well the size like obviously the size you know it's not probably your you know your thing but as far as like just 
because I see you do the podcast, like you have interests outside of golf, man. And I feel like you would thrive in an environment like this. You too, Doug, you know, I don't know you as, as well as Mike, but you know, you guys are good guys and seem like you like enjoy life outside of your sport. I mean, yeah, when I, my junior year, that's when I found out, I was like, ah, golf is not like going to be my whole personality or future. And that's when I started exploring other things i mean it does take time to figure that out but once i mean you're a freshman or sophomore you're like i'm going pro i'm going to be the best there is and then you get to a point where like okay this is something's got to change i have two years left we got to figure something out but yeah no i, I think i i think i would have found out eventually if i went anywhere that golf wasn't going to be my thing later on but Mm-hmm. I would have still would have enjoyed, enjoyed it anywhere. I mean, I went to a Juco for two years and I enjoyed that small town. Right. Yeah. I mean, tiny. And then I went to D a D one, and I'm like, uh, sometimes I had better times at the Juco than the D one. Yeah, that's yeah. funny though, because I Hold feel like your junior year was when you figured it out, and your junior year was your first year playing Division One. That's funny. Yeah. But I think well, that's. T- you know, what I remember more, honestly, is, you know, I feel like we had more fun off the golf course than we oh, did no. on the golf course. <laughs> no, that's that's so funny you say that because we, like, when the seniors depart from, from our team, they kind of get speeches. And every speech, the commonality is like, man, like, screw your sport, man. But most of the memories you have with the guys are off the, uh, on the field or off the course, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's we have so many memories of – like just off the course stuff and then like i can't remember a single tournament but i remember like going then the stuff that happened before and afterwards and just traveling with the guides <laughs> i mean that's yeah. all i can take back i mean if i shot an 80 i mean or 89 it doesn't matter like who cares but it's the memories like i made going on that trip that like you take you take it in and that's what you remember yeah, and like living with your teammates and stuff, and then, um, I mean, that's like the early time. If you ever think about, it, that's the early time where you can live with a team, and you're yeah. like, and you're at yeah. that age, and everyone's drinking and partying. I mean, it's probably the best time, and you can't like recreate that. No, no, man. I, like, I don't have any siblings, so for me, like the, the thirty guys, thirty-five guys I share a locker room with are my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I can say I'm blessed in that fact, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that, Doug, because I was just thinking about that the other day, thinking about, like, oh, that's, I can't believe, like, the five of us, like, all live together in a house. Like, who let us do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of supervision. We yeah. Like, whatever we want. We, we did. Would, <laughs> we would drink on during the week just for fun. Oh, my God. Dude, I don't even – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just, like – some of the stuff I just think back and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's too much. But yeah, you're right. It's a unique opportunity. And it's like, you know, really, you don't really get that, that chance again. Um, so I just feel like, like you said, Kobe, like a bad practice or a bad game, like you can't let that like identity, like bring your identity down or like negatively impact like your character, who you are as a person. Cause it's just like, it's so much more. But yeah, it's interesting how like that pursuit of like your sport is what allows you to have that other stuff, though. You know what I mean? That's what gives you the unique experience is having that sacrifice and take making that time commitment that others yeah. don't, you know. So there's like both sides of it, I feel like. It's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance. No, it's, you know, like obviously you don't want to be defined by your sport, but also, 
you know, that's how some people know me. It's like, oh, like Kobe, oh yeah, he plays soccer. Um, right. You know what I mean? I'm a, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like I say, it's pros and cons to it, man. But overall, mm-hmm. I love it. You know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what other what other hobbies, interests you have outside of soccer and finance? Like, I mean, I know you at work a little oh, bit. Man. I guess, like, I mean, I know, I know, like, yeah. I know the show, uh, like, I know the party, Kobe. I know the, you know, the work, Kobe, yeah. the the soccer, finance. But I don't know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, man, um, I'm a big gamer. I'm not gonna lie, man. Really? Okay. Um, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a huge gamer. Now. I'm not like. I play um, – lately I've been on, like, an a, a NHL um, wave. I've been playing a lot of chill lately. Dude, um, chill's fun. I've been in hockey so much. Uh, I've been playing a lot of chill. I play Call of Duty a lot when, um, you know, my free time. Um, just watching Netflix. I mean, to be honest, like, it, I don't really have, like, one specific, like, hobby or, like, couple of things. It's more so, like, I just love spending time, quality time with people. So, like um, – I just like like maybe like there's a trail over here called the Nolan Trail. I like going out there on Sundays with the boys, um, catching the sunset, just walking, talking about the weekend. I like um, just like go bowling, like just things that you're like you're around the people you love is kind of my, my biggest hobby outside of soccer. Yeah, you know? right. That's awesome. Yeah, so. I remember Doug played. Used to play a little bit of Xbox our first like year or two, mm-hmm. and then. I remember Doug one day was like, all right, Doug, it's time to grow up. And you sold your Xbox. Yeah, but I sold it. That's funny. No way. Yeah, what I had it. I was like, that, Doug? it was like towards the, I think the start of the senior year. And okay. I wish I kept it because then COVID came around. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the funny yeah. thing for me is um, my cousin, um, she like went through college. She was super smart. And I've had some other people be like, yeah, like you, you're going to play um xbox maybe your freshman year and then you'll be done i was like you sure about that and i have not quit playing video games since yeah i've little you know what i mean and it's just when you have that free time you, you want to unwind you want to have that me like i like i want to do me right now it's like boom let me put the no schoolwork down put the phone down let me just hop on the game system for a little bit kill some time yeah no for sure i I never really played much growing up, honestly, but I, I played like my freshman year on Doug's Xbox. I was like, would play with my buddies and stuff. And like, it was at other schools and shit. And it was, it was fun yeah. for sure. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I can, yeah. I can relate to that. I understand what you mean. Kind of unwinding, just doing something you enjoy for sure. I mean, other people unwind yes. by going outside, smoking cigarettes. Right. <laughs> just an outlet. It's just people yeah. are different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally, dude. Well, that's cool, Kobe. So you're going to be around there another – another. you playing soccer another year too? Yeah, just, just another year. Um, it, it's The program, it's kind of small. It just kind of started a couple of years ago. So um, I was just like – I have, like I enjoy college and I enjoy being around the boys. So it's like why not stay, get, get another, um, you know, degree to my name, still play some footy, you know, doing what yeah. I love. So it was like – do it again and plus i'm in it's funny because i'm in um the class that's um that's enrolling in the master's program starting in the fall it's gonna be like a bunch of lacrosse players and those are like some of my good friends so it's just we're all gonna be in this together you know it's like mostly athletes doing it so yeah that's awesome dude me and nick and i'll have to drive, drive up to you in the fall one weekend and you should, you should come down for like a football game and we'll go up there and hang out with with you guys one weekend that'd be fun 
Bro, you guys are always welcome, man. Because I know you see on my Snapchat the different stuff that I post about parties <laughs> and stuff. But, man, like, you know, not even partying, man. Like, I would just be down to just hang out with you guys all the time. You know, For you guys sure, are good bro. people. For sure, dude. Yeah, that definitely this summer was uh, I had a lot of stuff outside of work going on, I guess, in my life. And going into like going into the summer, yeah. like I was going in, I was like, man, I got to do, I got to do this internship for school. I got to work like, you know, 10 weeks, whatever, or 10 weeks or 400 hours. Um, you know, I'm like, you know, it's gonna be all summer, whatever. And with everything going on, that ended up honestly being like the highlight of my summer. Like that was like the most fun that I had. And it was funny because I remember Doug, Doug had to go back to Kansas city for a few months. So he was gone. Like from april until like mid-july and mm-hmm. so i was kind of by myself living alone for a while and um i just remember like yeah going to work and hanging out with you guys like in just like getting food after work or something like that was like by far like the highlight of my summer <laughs> and it was crazy yeah no i was just saying like oh, yeah, going so into it you know, I just didn't really think that would be the case. And then look at when it ended, I was like, wow, like I was dreading doing this, like this internship working in the car barn all summer. And that ended up being like by far, like the most fun I had. And like hanging out with you guys was by far like the most fun I had all summer. Yeah. And what makes it even cooler is that we have things in common. So it was easy to relate to each other. Yeah. You know, we're a couple of athletes just, you know, just bumming it over summer, just doing our thing <laughs> sure. and making money you know yeah yeah and, and everyone else that was working there was was kind of in a similar boat and um overall like you know by far like the best group of, of people that i i worked with and it was just a lot of uh it was just a lot of good banter a lot of like funny moments that happened and um, oh man <laughs> if i could get a highlight tape of the funny moments from yeah you could do like, like a 30 for 30 jrcc carp wire <laughs> literally with the black and white yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's just such like an insane assortment of like people, like me there, you there, Nick, you know, Isaiah, Ethan. Bro, Nick was literally the best thing ever, bro. Because I met him, and he was talking about snowboard. I'm like, right. he he snowboards for fun, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't go to school. I just kind of snowboard for the USA. And I'm like, hold on, like, pause, <laughs> like, what the heck? It was random. Like, I've never met anyone before. Yeah, like that nonchalant. Uh, yeah, and it was like, why was he driving like an yeah, hour and so 10 fun. minutes? <laughs> that kid, man. Yeah, he's he's so random. <laughs> he <is> so random. <laughs> yeah, dude. Then we had, our, had had our boy B-Rad. I love B-Rad. That kid. Oh, yeah. Man. He still goes here. I'd see him around campus. You see time. B-Rad around campus? All right, good, good. He's, I hope he's hanging in there. Yeah, just, yeah. He is. Trevor, Drew, all those, all the senior golf guys is just. Um, I don't see Drew at all. He just pops in. I see him like one time, <laughs> and I and he didn't see me. He was like literally walking through Looter. He could be from home, so I don't really see him that often. Right, right, all. yeah, fair, fair, yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not one of those things you just can't replicate, you know. Yeah, but. Well, that's good, yeah. dude. I mean, anything else, Kobe, you want to share? Any lessons you've learned for, for the people, the kids? Um, shit. And honestly, like, um, for people, like, tuning into this, man, I, the biggest kind of departing message I have is, like, check on yourself. 
check on your mental um, well-being, man. And it's not even like um, I'm coming like I'm I'm, not, I'm I'm genuinely coming from a place of like because I've been through it. It, was, it wasn't anything like terrible where I was like having like suicidal thoughts and all like that. It was just coming from a place of like like this like this sport, man. This sport has driven me to a point where it's like it is my biggest passion, but it's also like you know, like it's that thing that's making me frustrated right now in my life. You know, like, you know, like sometimes you want to go and get a release from life and sometimes your sport isn't always that because mm-hmm. you're going through a rough patch, man. And you're, you're practicing, you're working out, you're with your guys, you're partying on the weekends. So you're, you're living this fast life and you don't ever like, and you're, and you're being there for other people. And it's like when you take time for yourself um, to kind of just dive into your thoughts and, you know, kind of do some self-reflection, you know? So I think the biggest thing is just checking on yourself out there and don't be afraid to reach out to anyone. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's been some low lives on the golf course for me. <laughs> I mean, it happens as much as I love golf. It like frustrates me. And I guess at that point, that's when I took it less seriously. I mean, still had fun in yeah. playing it, but I'm just like, it's like, it's just a sport. It's not like life or death. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I kind of had that. Uh, I kind of had that. I guess not revelation. But I guess like awakening was like this past year. Um, I I pulled my hip flexor like four or five weeks into the season, and I was sidelined. So I was thinking it was just like a quick strain. I'd be able to just come back out there in like a week. So I kept setting dates to for me to like go back out there and play. And it turned into being a week into two weeks and a month and then two months. And so basically I missed most of my fall season as a senior. And that was when I was kind of contemplating whether it's not to come back for a year and, you know, play and do my master's or should I just like graduate and be done with it. But, you know, I had to really sit down and be like, what do, what do I want to gain out of life? What, what are my goals, my ambitions? Do I have a job lined up or, you know, I mean, it's just, things that you have to really sit down and consider like what's important in your life so that that was for me like an injury kind of caused that to happen because when when god or whatever your circumstances is like pulling you away from the thing that you love most your sport it kind of has to um kind of let sit there and think like what life is like without your sport so that that, that was that moment for me mm-hmm. yeah. and then i mean coming back to soccer and come back to like getting your master's i think it's a great idea because i mean outside of like if you graduated like that like i don't know what you would have done with soccer but like i guess after school there's not really a competitive outlet unless you sign up for like a soccer league Mm -hmm. but it's it's just different and i can see that's where like a lot of like with football players I mean, once you're done with college, there's no football. You can't just play football on the weekends anymore. And they need yeah, that, yeah. that competitive outlet. And that's where, like, most of them just go play golf. That's a competitive outlet. But I wish I could have, like, more of that competitive outlet because right now, like, I mean, I can just play golf for fun. But, like, that competitiveness is not there anymore. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. I'm, it's a totally different being competing is the most is the thing you miss most i mean yeah, yeah. i mean because I, I mean when you play soccer like how like you want to beat the other guys you want to win yeah i get tired. 
You get fired up, baby. I mean, when when that's gone, it's just like, like there's no, like there's no fire under like the flame. It's just, unless you find something out, like you find a soccer league, but I don't know if the competitiveness will be the same. Cause you make, I mean, you create that bond with your team. You said you, you guys are brothers. Like after that, it's like, there's nothing. Yeah, especially when, like, my teammates have come from all over Virginia. So it's like when you graduate, it's like the competition is no longer in one spot. You know, they're going back to Nova or wherever. Mm-hmm. And because you're taking all the best high school guys and putting them on one team in one place, and you're all competing. And then when they all go back home after you graduate and everyone's lives take over, it just, you know, loses that, you know, competitive aspect to it. And yeah. now you're just kind of playing just to play. Burn mm-hmm. some calories. Go that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, thank you, Kobe, for coming on, man. This was this was a great conversation. It was really nice catching up with you, bro. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch, and mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll end the recording here. But yep, thanks everyone for listening. See you next time.